Today, my dear faithful, is the first Sunday of Advent. The epistle for today's Mass is taken from St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans, chapter 13. Brethren, knowing the time, that it is now the hour for us to rise from sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than we first believed. The night is past, and the day is at hand. Let us, therefore, cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and impurities, not in contention and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Gospel. Taken from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 21. At that time, Jesus said to his disciples, There shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, by reason of the confusion of the roaring of the sea and of the waves, men withering away for fear and expectation of what shall come upon the whole world. For the powers of heaven shall be moved, and then they shall see the Son of Man coming on a cloud with great power and majesty. But when these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is at hand. And he spoke to them a similitude. See the fig tree and all the trees. When they now shoot forth their fruit, you know that summer is nigh. So you also, when you shall, shall see these things come to pass, know that the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen, I say to you, this generation shall not pass away till all things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. <clears throat> now is the hour for us to rise from sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we believe. Words taken from the epistle of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. St. Paul, my dear faithful, in today's epistle, tells us to rise from sleep. There's a story about a man who had to rise from sleep three times in one night, to be visited by three separate spirits. This is, of course, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol which I'm sure many, if not all of you, are very familiar with. Few stories have been so often repeated by so many as this, especially at this time of year. The man who was shaken from sleep is, of course, Ebenezer Scrooge, a man that hardly needs description, for his very name has come to mean a cold, hard, grasping, and greedy soul who looks with pitiless eyes upon the poor, and detest Christmas and the Christian spirit that surrounds it. However, a rude awakening came to old Scrooge, even while he was awake. The ghost of his old business partner, Marley, dead six years, appeared in his home. With iron shackles and long chains hanging from him and dragging on the floor, Marley warned Scrooge of the doom that awaited him if he did not change his ways. He also forewarned Scrooge of another fate, something he could not avoid, the visits of three spirits on that Christmas night. 
Soon the ghost of Marley disappeared, and Ebenezer went off to bed. He quickly fell asleep, but then came the stroke of the clock at midnight, the promised time of the first spirit. <clears throat> this spirit led Scrooge down through his forgotten past, showing him all that he had loved and had lost through his greed. Bitter tears he wept at these spectacles of the unchangeable past, only to find himself lying in his bed once more. But then came the next spirit, the spirit of Christmas present, and up rose Scrooge from sleep once more. His new guide showed him all the Christmas joy, happiness, and cheer that surrounded him, if only he would see it. He saw again how little he had profited by all his heaps of gold, and how the generous hearts, such as that of Tiny Tim, they were the ones who knew true happiness, even as they suffered sickness and want. Last of the visitors that night came the foreboding presence of Christmas yet to come. Silently, this dark specter guided old Scrooge through vision after vision of the miserable future that lay before him if he did not change his ways. His life would be only a hated memory amongst the living with a forlorn grave to mark it. At this sight, Scrooge was overcome. Upon his knees, he begged, Spirit, hear me. I am not the man I was. Why show me this if I am past all hope? Silently, the spirit stared at him, and Scrooge promised he would be a better man, that he would take to heart the lessons he learned that night and live by them. Still, he met only silence, until he found himself in his bedroom again. With that, my dear faithful, Ebenezer Scrooge's long night of visitors came to an end. And so, too, did Scrooge's selfishness come to an end. For, as Charles Dickens tells us, Scrooge was better than his word. With joy in his heart and on his face, he gave and he gave freely to all. And he did this because he learned from the lessons as well as the warnings given to him. Today, my dear faithful, the church would remind us with the epistle and gospel that we too are to be better than we are. Now is the time to arise from sleep, St. Paul tells us, for now our salvation is nearer at hand than we believed. By sleep, he means the lethargy of mediocrity of being content with the current state in which we find ourselves, and of not progressing in virtue. St. Paul then lists virtues to practice and vices to avoid, and he commands, Put ye on Christ. Christians, my dear faithful, is what we call ourselves. It means we are followers of Christ. But how well do we follow Christ? Put ye on Christ means live the life of Christ, practice his virtues, avoid sin, embrace our crosses. That is the lesson the church reminds us of in today's epistle. 
And the gospel gives us the warning, the warning of the last judgment. First, the world will come to an end. Natural disasters of all kinds shall cover the earth. The sun, moon, and stars will fail. Darkness will envelop the world until the Son of Man, our Lord himself, will appear, coming in the clouds of heaven with much power and majesty. Jesus Christ will come to judge all mankind and the entire life of every person who has ever lived will be laid bare before our sovereign judge, every thought, every word, and every action, and that before all nations and before all mankind. A terrifying spectacle, my dear faithful, something that should remind us to ask ourselves how we lead our lives right now. What good do we do? Are our words a blessing to our fellow man, a help to saving his soul? Will we be ashamed when our thoughts are revealed at the last judgment? That is the warning the church gives us with today's gospel, to urge us on to do better, to be better. Now is the time to rise from sleep, for our salvation is nearer at hand than we believed. Put ye on Christ. Be true Christians in thought, word, and action. Be generous followers of Christ, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. God did not create us so that we could be content with merely striving to avoid mortal sin. He created us to make a return of love to Him, to lead our lives, giving Him honor and glory, and truly to earn our place in heaven as comforts to His most sacred heart. But how weak we are, how often we are like a child when his mother comes to wake him up. We wake up. We recognize the duty in front of us. Then we turn over and let the world pass by as we catch just a few more winks of sleep. We complained to ourselves that getting up was just too hard, and so we ran from it. There's always that bit of Scrooge in each of us a selfishness that looks for our own good before others. How ashamed we will be at the last judgment when, like Scrooge, we see our whole life pass before us. We will see the good we could have done but did not do, those that we loved but whom we failed to do good to, and those whom we should have helped but instead we neglected. How ashamed we will be, my dear faithful, at our mediocrity, our lack of generosity. And so, if we are to make a generous return to our Lord, then the first habit we must break is that of complaining. Nothing, my dear faithful, so quickly kills generosity, generosity both to God and to neighbor, than a complaining spirit. 
As St. Francis de Sales, a doctor of the church, tells us, he who complains seldom does so without sinning. These are strong words about a habit that is very common. And the reason complaining is so often sinful is, as St. Francis de Sales explains, because our self-love always magnifies unduly any wrongs done to ourselves, weighing them in the most deceitful of balances, we blind ourselves. Those same things which if done by us to others, we should pass over as not worth a single thought. In other words, when we complain, whether out loud or simply in our minds, we are most of the time giving to that selfishness, that Scrooge that, Scrooge that is in us. With that selfish attitude, we look at the difficulty in doing good, and we magnify that hardship. When someone offends us, we forget to look at this as an opportunity of patience, kindness, forgiveness. So many Christian virtues and so many opportunities of doing good. Instead, how much we suffer at this injustice fills our mind, and we go over it and over it, complaining about it. Then comes the temptation of how we will react. Impatience, anger, sharp words, or a cold silence. That is where that complaining will lead. And doesn't that describe Ebenezer Scrooge perfectly? He constantly complained and thus had only anger or silence for his neighbors. But what good is there in that? Is that following after Christ? Is that being generous in making a return to our Lord? Is that going to be a comfort to us? Or will it be our shame? when we stand in judgment before our Lord. And so, my dear faithful, this Advent season, be generous followers of Christ. Do not allow yourselves to complain. Look past the present difficulty and look for the good that you can do. When you are ignored, slighted, or suffer some wrong, do not allow yourself to dwell upon your sufferings, counting the cost. Move on, look past it, to see what good you can bring out of this situation. Remember that every thought, word, and action you do will be revealed at the last judgment. Generously take up these opportunities and use them for the good instead of complaining to yourself and seeking back into the comfort of mediocrity. Strive, my dear faithful, to lead a truly Christian life. Like Ebenezer Scrooge, turn your back on fallen human nature's natural selfishness and put ye on Christ. Be generous with our Lord, just as he is so generous with you. Now is the time to rise from sleep, my dear faithful. Now is the time to rise above our mediocrity and reach for that heavenly bliss of heaven by striving after virtue and following Christ. May God bless you. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.